The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello, hello. I don't know why you say goodbye. I say hello. Hello, dope village. I'm Julie Foudy alongside Lynn Olzawi. And Lynn, I think we should Irish it up for our next guest. Okay. Julie O'Foudy and Lynn O'Ozawi. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Julie. You could just go Lynn O'Zawi. O'Zawi. That's maybe what I'll do going forward. Our guest today is U.S. Women's National Team superstar Kelly O'Hara. O'Hara. Uh, and we had some fun with this one. We leaned into our ability to do Zoom bombs. Uh-huh. We sure did. And along with a great conversation with Kelly... This episode has not just one, but three Zoom bombs. We surprised Kelly by having Alex Morgan, Allie Long, and Emily Sonnet join the podcast. In fact, Alex Zoomed all the way in from England. That's right. Alex is playing for Tottenham in the English Women's Professional League over there, their Super League. And Alex's daughter, Charlie, actually joined audibly in the background so... Technically, I think we could say that makes four Zoom bombs. I agree. Now on to the episode. Kelly O'Hara is a two-time World Cup champion and Olympic gold medalist. She's been a mainstay on the national team for the past decade. And a big reason for that is her bone-crushing mentality, which I've always admired and we talk about. And Kelly was recently traded to the Washington Spirit in the NWSL and is the host of a new podcast called Just Women's Sports. She's a fellow podcaster and most importantly, of course, a graduate of the fine institution of Stanford University. So get comfortable listening. It's Kelly O'Hara. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives. And truly, we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason, Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And Honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women sports. And get this, along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. 
Your beanie's cute. Thanks, it's Under Armour. I just got out of the shower. I just got back from training, so I'm trying to warm up. <laughs> oh, are you guys training right now with the team? Um, no, uh, individual training. So, but oh, now that I'm in DC, got a good setup. I know, got people to train with. So, congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. Very exciting. Okay, Cal, as we always do. We're going to have you set the scene, which is basically oh. where you are, what you're doing. You can talk about DC. Okay. So okay, Kelly, set the scene. Wow. Uh, the scene is I'm in my basement in DC, um, <laughs> which is now home, not only off the field, but on the field, officially got traded to the Washington spirit. And yeah, pretty pumped about that. Just finished up a little training this morning with two of my now teammates, um, Paige and Andy. Did a little technical. Dolly. Nice. Yeah. So um, pretty pumped. Awesome. Congratulations. That took a while too. So I'm glad to see it happened. It took a minute. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was all over the place, but hey, all that matters got done. And how about Utah now moving to Kansas City? That was breaking yeah, news recently. I know. I know. I kind of knew about it um, yeah. just because I had a little bit of inside information on right. everything that was going on because I was in the middle of it, basically. Um, right. But I am hopeful and excited that, like, KC wants to be part of this league again and, you know, new ownership. And hopefully they do it the right way um, and continue the trend of the teams coming in, you know, lifting up this league and, and bringing it to the next level. So I'm hopeful for that. I hope that all the girls who are still owned by Utah, you know, that sort of thing, contracts are still held by Utah, now Kansas City. I hope they're excited. I hope that mm-hmm. everything works out for the best for everybody. Um, and... I also hope Utah and their fans, all the fans that supported us for the three years that we were there, know how awesome it was to play in front of them and how great they were to us as a team. So yeah. um, I'm a little sad for for the Utah fan base, yeah. but of course. Um, hopefully, of course. hopefully women's soccer finds a finds a home in Utah again in the future. Yeah. I, I, and I think it will. It sounds like there's some interest. So fingers yeah. crossed. Right? I think it will. Because it, it is will. such an incredible fan base. It okay. Really let's go to your last game okay. the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. If I was so excited to call my first game in eight and a half months, I can't even imagine the excitement for you all. But the most pressing thing we must get to about that game oh, God, is. What? Seven Stanford Cardinal on that 23 player roster. I know. It's pretty crazy. We're taking over. World domination. You dude. started it, Jules. You started it. Yes, right. No. Yeah, uh, you did. I was so excited, though. I was like, uh, we even said it in the telecast. I was like, sorry, Anson. 
I know. I know. I think I at, at camp, I looked at Jane Campbell at one point and was like, how many of there or how many of there are us? Is that the way or how many are there of us? Now I sound like an idiot and I'm from Stanford. <laughs> how many are there of us? And we counted and she was like, Yes, yeah, sorry, UNC. And I was like, Yeah, sorry, UNC. <laughs> Too bad. Take that, Tar Heels. I know. I know. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Like, I mean, it's as a stamp, you know, you, you feel it too. And, and still like being in with the team and being around these girls that are coming in and some of them, it's their first camps and just seeing how well they do stepping right into the environment and like their mentality and just like how they carry themselves. It's pretty cool. Like there's definitely this Stanford, um, mentality and like winning mindset and just tenacity that, that I think has been bred at Stanford. That warms my little heart. Right? It's awesome. I mean, I love it. It's been like, I like Naomi was in, in um, October. Kat obviously came in October, came in again in November. So these young, I mean, some of them, are, they're still in college and they're, they're yeah. little babies, but the fact that they come in and you can see the potential there and what they, you know, I look at them, I'm like, oh, you guys are going to have amazing careers after mm-hmm. college, which yeah. It's so exciting and hopefully with this team and I think I think they both will so um yeah it's pretty cool crushing crushing go card as Julie said there was an eight and a half month lull between mm. games so when the team finally gathered were there some little things that you had a newfound appreciation for I mean I don't know about newfound appreciation I think I was just more so excited to be back in that environment because that environment you you I think being away from it for so long, you realize how special it is Mm -hmm. and how it really, I've never seen it replicated anywhere else. I've never been a part of that type of feeling anywhere else. And how would you describe the feeling? I realized it in October. And I mean, I guess I've known this forever, but, and I've said this maybe in a couple um, interviews I've done since then, but the atmosphere and the environment that is the women's national team even just at training camps is intensity and excellence. Like that is the way I would define that environment. And I guess I, I, you don't really, again, being away, I think opened my eyes to the fact that it just is a whole nother level, but it's also something that we do day in and day out. It's not just taken for granted. It's not just assumed like, Oh, this is going to be an intense and excellent environment. This is something that we as the people who contribute to the environment bring every single time we step on the field, every single training, every single game. And that's the reason we've been able to cultivate that environment and that energy and feeling is because individually we all bring it and that as a collective makes it the way it is. Yeah. And it had been 261 days, right? That was kind of the narrative going into that game, which we called. Right. And It was a, it was the world cup final replayed against the Dutch. It's a really good team who, by the way, they had been playing I know. and it doesn't come as a surprise to me because of the U S mentality that you talk about on a daily basis, but you guys go in and then just crush it. I, was like, I, I know. I know. I mean, granted it wasn't, the per- it wasn't a perfect game. You know, we definitely oh, have things course that not. we got to work on, but um, I think we all kind of had that feeling of, well, we haven't, been together in a really long time and we're going to play the team we played in 
like you said, the, the world cup final and all of their players have had a consistent training environment, a consistent game playing environment. And a large majority of ours haven't. Um, so I think we were all, I was like, let's let it rip. Like, we'll see what happens, you know? Um, and, and as soon as the whistle blew, I was like, okay, we, this is, we're back in it. We, we just go back to where we were, you know, eight, like you said, eight months ago and we were pinging. It was good. It felt good. I was, I was happy. I know. I was like, damn. I kept being like, I I was looking around being like, do they want to be here? Like they look after the game, they look so dazed and confused. The Netherlands. (laughs) dazed and confused maybe they were tired because they have been playing maybe we were fresh I don't I genuinely don't know but I was like y'all this is you're playing at home I mean there's no fans here but we're in your home what what's going on did no I... one tell you how to game this Friday night like, <laughs> <Yoo-hoo! what's... laughs> hey we're here yeah. by the way maybe they were looking for a f- nice friendly scrimmage <laughs> yeah it was yeah, and I I was also very um I didn't know how it was going to feel going into a game without fans on the international stage. Obviously we played challenge cup without fans this summer and which it was no fans, but then other teams could come watch and that sort of thing. So there are people in this, in the stadium, in the stands throughout that, that tournament, which made it kind of exciting. It kind of felt like there was a little bit of an environment or an atmosphere, but there was nobody at this stadium. And I was I was like, all right, we've played international closed door friendlies before. We used to do that all the time with the national team. Jules, I'm sure you guys did too. I was going to say that was basically my life. No one I know, understands. I know, right? In the early <laughs> days of the national team. Right. Yeah. And, and we, we never do it anymore, but in my, even in mine, we did it a handful every year. So I was like, okay, you've, you've done this before. You can bring the intensity, right? Like you don't need the, the fans, but, um, it didn't, it didn't seem that weird, except for there were times when it would just get dead quiet yeah. and I would start screaming again. Cause I was like, we need to impose our will on them. And I'm just gonna bring this energy from my voice because if not, it's literally crickets in here. So I must keep screaming. I think even Vlatko, when we talk about U.S. mentality of this team, it's what I freaking love about this group. But even Vlatko, the new coach of Vlatko Andonovsky for the non-soccer listeners of our pod, he talks about being completely blown away by the intensity of the team, right? So you're saying in that moment, you okay, there's no noise in the stands. I'm going to be the noise. What do you think best encapsulates the mentality of the u.s team like what's your favorite story that would tell people like this is who we are Ooh, you mean from this specific camp or just in general it, just in general like your favorite story over the years of like yeah this is why we're freaking 261 days haven't played and we can still spank you um i i go back to and a bunch of us talk about this from time to time Jill Ellis, and I think Tony was, was the, he was the coach. He was assistant coach at the time. I think it was January of 2015 leading into the world cup for 2015. And we didn't realize it at the time, but basically we found out come world cup time that Jill and Tony, the way they set this camp up and basically the way they set up the lead into 
this camp was to put us in a pressure cooker so that once we got to the world cup, we could handle the pressure. And, and they, and I think they just wanted like people to crack and see who could handle (laughs) it. And we go into this January camp and I mean, you know, January camp, or I'm sure you guys have had, you guys had residency, you've had three week long camps where it's just a grind. This January camp was the just worst grindiest camp I'd ever been in. We were playing, we would play like boys for 90 minutes and then they'd be like, all right, you got to go run 18 box to boxes. And they, and it was just like wearing people down, just trying to see who could handle it. And everyone was cracking, but like still kind of keeping it together. And we all look back at the time being like, oh my God, that is, that's basically like, you have to be able to, to just survivor together even when you're falling apart is basically what it is I would say yeah yeah I I I go back to Joy Fawcett who doesn't get enough credit for the amazing player that she was um legend but she while as you know had a baby two babies while playing um and I can't remember if it was after Katie or Carly her second but it was after one of the kids and she was coaching at UCLA and living like an hour south of there and I was like how are you doing all this how are you coaching you know uh you know with your kids she was oh I bring the kids with me and I just breastfeed them in the car like in the traffic going up like yeah. I, I can I can totally see her it was like no big deal I just Wait, like whipped while her driving? My no, yes. else no I think oh she was God. actually doing it while driving she's like if it gets too crazy I just pull off on the side and I go well how are you training she goes oh I uh pull off the freeway and I run using a parking lot, like the lines in a parking lot. I use those for my suicides. And I just, and if it's at night, if I haven't gotten it in, I just shine my lights on the parking lot and I do, that's my, my suicide lines. And, I was, oh, and she was like, God. yeah, no big deal. Breastfeeding while driving and then just pull off to okay, that. Yeah. That's... And that's, you know, that's joy. Like it was like, yeah, that's how, that's how we roll. But I love that's... it about you. And, it, and when I think about you, as a player, I think about that mentality. Like that's the image that comes to mind. You saying to the team in that moment, like, nah, let's go. Right. If you were on a scale of one to 100 to rate your competitiveness, what would you put it at? Ooh, 99.9 probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a 0.1% where I can just be like, ah, wasn't my day. Whatever. Walk away. <laughs> just be done with it, Kelly. But no, I want to win at all times. You know that. Come on now. I thought you were going to say like 110. No, I can, I can admit that there's like a little piece of me that has the ability to, to just accept when I'm like a failure, you know, that's just, you gotta, I think that you gotta get to a place where you can do that and then figure out how to not be one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's a healthy thing, right? You have to have that 0.1%. Otherwise you're going to strangle the joy out of it. Yes. Precisely. Yes. Kel, in the Holland game, you guys wore the Black Lives Matter on the front of your jackets, right? Um, And I know you were one of the few players to stand during the national anthem, which I know you received some criticism for as well, but I did want you to have a chance to explain that um, and and that decision and how hard that was in, in terms of, or not hard, in terms of deciding that you wanted to choose to stand. Yeah. Um, you know, as a team, we had a lot of conversations around it and 
we got to a place where we just decided that everyone should do what they felt comfortable with in terms of how they wanted to participate with the anthem. And for me, I've come to a place where I just fully believe that you can stand while also wholeheartedly believing Black Lives Matter and Mm -hmm. being committed to fighting for racial justice and, you know, making this world a better place. So I think that as a team, the message was very clear. We had it on our, you know, stadium jackets, Black Lives Matter. And I think that the sooner we can get to a place where people just focus on that, I think that'll be, we'll be in a good place. Yeah. You know, I I often think there's too much emphasis put on the kneeling, the not kneeling, and if that's fair to players, right? Because to your point, if we are saying we should have the freedom to protest and to kneel or to not kneel in one breath, how the next breath are we saying, well, how dare you stand? Um, Because you also have that freedom to do so. And that by standing doesn't mean that you don't support Black Lives Matter. Like the two aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Right. Um, so is there a reason that you say I don't want to kneel and, and that I want to stand? No, I actually knelt in the summer um, with my Utah Royals team. And that was a decision that I came to because I wanted to. I personally choose to want to want to stand during the anthem. That's just something that I've always done. And I just that's how I want to participate in the anthem um but this past summer at that moment in time it felt and i felt like i wanted to kneel with my teammates and let them know that regardless of when i stand moving forward i respect the fact that you're kneeling and i don't think that it's disrespectful i think it's a form of protest and i i respect you and Mm -hmm. i think that I want you to know that I can do this with you, but just know that moving forward, I'm going to stand. And all my Royals teammates were super supportive of that. Um, And yeah, I think that, like you said, the sooner we can get to the media stopping, focusing on, oh, who's standing, who's kneeling. And the media choosing to, to tell the conversations and talk to the people who are kneeling and have something that they want to say. Um, I think that it will move us to a different place right now. We're, I, I still think we're stuck in this, mm-hmm. um, focus on, or I think, I think a lot of people are starting to, to realize and, and to, to have the ability to, to think through it and be like, all right, we got to focus on what, what really matters. Um, mm-hmm. and, and not focus on the division between the kneeling and standing, because at the end of the day, like you said, we had people who knelt and we had people who stood and then we went out and played a game and spanked the Netherlands and we're united as a team. We're united in the message that black lives matter. We all wore that on our, on our jacket. So I think, and I hope that people that even see our team, they see the unity. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that uniformity equals unity. I think unity is unique to itself. Hey, you said we in the media, or actually you didn't say we, you should say we in the media because I wanted to say on a lighter topic, welcome to the dark side. No, get out of here, Jules. Hello, podcaster. I am a podcaster. I'm a podcast host, but I'm an athlete still. You're part of it. 
No, I'm just sitting down having conversations. <laughs> I mean, I've really enjoyed it. It's been awesome hosting. Yeah. Just Women's Sports, hosted yep. by Kelly O'Hara. Check it out. It's amazing. G- give us the give us the scoop. How do you like it? How did you get into it? All of that. I I have enjoyed it a lot. It's been awesome. Like the fact that I get to sit down and have these great conversations with fellow athletes and get to talk to people that some people I'm like have been fans of forever um have watched you know win medals and and be at the top of their sports it's it's been really cool to then sit and chat just like athlete to athlete and hear about their journey and their story and and learn a lot that I didn't know because you know there's so much in that like you said the media puts out the picture that people paint but then being able to sit and have the conversation between two athletes, that connection is very unique compared to, you know, doing an interview with somebody in the regular media. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, media. yeah, but it's, uh, it's been awesome. Um, I got involved with Just Women's Sports. Haley Rosen, the founder, reached out to me in um, wanting to see if I would an athlete advisor and after a long conversation and kind of picking her brain as to where she wanted um or saw just women sports going the podcast idea came up and I kind of mentioned I love podcasts and had always thought it'd be fun to host one and then she was like well why don't you just host this one and I was like well I've (laughs) never done that before Haley and she eventually convinced me it took a bit but um that sounds familiar it took me two years to convince Julie to do a podcast what was your hesitation a lot of things scheduling um the the fact that I had never done it before Um, minor detail yeah exactly but I don't know. I guess I've, I've sat in enough or, you know, enough interviews to know for sure. And, and to kind of see like what I, and I kind of know what I like, what I don't like and yeah. to be able to create the space of hopefully where an athlete feels super comfortable and wants to come on and wants to share their story because the whole point is telling the, you know, for each episode, the specific athletes kind of journey from from beginning as a little kid to where they're at now um so yeah it's been fun you said I learn a ton of things from these athletes give us give us some examples of maybe something that you were like oh my god that was crazy I didn't know that well it's what I find interesting is people have different reactions or memories of or experiences with winning gold medals or like Mm. medals at the olympics a lot of times because as as the general public sees it's like oh my god you just Mm. won a gold medal like that's incredible it's so exciting but a lot of times athletes are like it's a whirlwind it's a grind it's you know i just want to go spend it with my friends and family and not to sound ungrateful but it's just very different from the outside looking in than being on the inside. And, and it, it was interesting to hear a lot of people have similar responses, especially the individual sport athletes um, kind of being like, oh, you go on the media circuit, like all this stuff. So that was, that was interesting. And I think I, I love hearing there's certain athletes that don't get nervous. Like Carrie Walsh was like, oh, I'm, I'm not nervous. Like when she's won after a gold, like a won a gold medal, she's like, oh, I, I was like, did you feel relieved? And she said, no. And I was like, man, I felt immense relief. The first gold medal I won. Cause I was like, thank God I didn't screw this up. So it's, it's interesting hearing 
other athletes reactions to success. And then I think my favorite part is hearing how people handle failures and how a lot of like pivotal moment moments in people's careers stem from a failure. Yeah. And, and just how well they deal with that, right. Their ability to be able to flip it uh, and take a challenge. I mean, that's the thing And, and that you're doing, you know, what warms my heart is that it's all female athletes you're interviewing, which was always our goal too. Right. Like, I know this is, this is big for you is that, that, there's not enough coverage of women in sports and we need to be sharing those stories, which is what the just women sports platform is right. And how it was founded, right. It's such a small percentage that gets told. And so when I see the list, I'm like, Oh, I love this. It's so, it's so great to hear these stories. What are some of the questions that you would love to never answer again from the media? (laughs) Um, And I'll take some notes. (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of like, it's more so when media ask questions that are in a way condescending. Like you've never, some, you know, some people cover sports. A lot of people who are journalists or, or, you know, people that do interviews, I don't know, broadcasters, I don't know what you want to call them, but, but people in the media, they've never played the sport. They've never done these things. And sometimes they ask questions and I don't, it's, I, 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 I give people the benefit of the doubt. I like to think I find the best in everyone. I don't think they do it on purpose, but I think sometimes things can come off as like, Oh, they've just never done what we do day in and day out. And sometimes the way they ask questions or what they ask can be a little <laughs> off putting. <laughs> How did it feel to win that gold medal? It sucked actually. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Or just like, Thanks. like, I got asked this last week, like something along the lines of like, so where do you think you're at these days? And I was like, I feel pretty good. Like, what do you mean? Do you not think I'm at a good place? Like just stuff like that. It's kind of like, I mean, I guess they, again, they probably mean well by it, but sometimes an athlete, you just, you're just like, oh man, this, this guy. I think that's the beauty of athlete to athlete, right? I, I mean, sure. that's like in what I do too. It's like when yeah, you sit down you know. with an Olympian or you sit down with an athlete, it's a very different feel than reporter to athlete. Um, yeah. Nothing to take away from what you do, Lynn, which is fantastic. But <laughs> well, from my perspective, it's it's always trying to learn something new from your experiences because even though I've not played anywhere close to the level that you two have there's still so many lessons that can be applied to life. In For fact, sure. there, there's a question I'm, I would be curious to ask you when it comes to the national team, you talked about intensity and excellence. You are a veteran on this team. And I wonder what is the mix to have that ability to stay on this team for this long? How much mm-hmm. of it is talent? How much of it is hard work? How much of it is timing, determination? What would you say? I think most of it. I mean, I think that there are probably more people out there that have the technical, physical attributes to be able to play on this team. But I don't think, I think that the people who make it are the ones who have the mentality. Because again, just going back to what I said earlier, this it's, an, it's a grind. Like I've played with players way better 
than me, like for many times in my career. And some of them, a lot of them don't, don't mm. make it. And it's, it's a, I, I do think that it's mostly a mental piece that kind of is the, the thing that holds a lot of people back and, and doesn't allow people to, you know, have, have a long career um, with the national team or even, or even make it on the national team. I just think that that piece, I think most people just look at the national team and, and think, oh, these are just the best of the best. And yeah, we are, but we're also the most mentally tough mm-hmm. of the lot of players out there. And um, you, you have to have that to survive on this team. Like mm-hmm. there's just, there's, there's no other way to do it. Speaking of best of the best, I think someone might want to pop in and comment on that. Look who it is. Welcome, Emily Sonnet. Hey, Kelly, what's going on? Hi, Sonnet. Sonnet how are you? What are you guys doing? Just, just, just catching up? You know, we're just chit-chatting. Chit-chatting about longevity on the national team. Do you want to share your favorite <laughs> Kelly O'Hara story, please? Oh, no. Oh, no. Why are you yes. saying, oh, no? What is this story going to be? I've got you, lots of Sonnet stories. We no, would like those uh, as well, please. We, we'll take all. <sighs> Kelly, you don't know what kind of story, what story I'm going to tell? I can only imagine, Sonnet. Yes. Here, uh, maybe, 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 maybe I'm going to title this story, The World <laughs> According to Kelly O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kelly, Kelly likes to, Kelly likes to do this thing where she, she likes to eat coffee in the morning, but she likes to see what groups are going to go get coffee. Do you know where I'm going with this, Kelly? Oh my <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> And Kelly will find like, you know, a group of four or five of us who already have a plan. She knows we have a plan. We only want to go 30 minutes max, you know, quick. in a van, go grab the coffee quick, come back, get ready for training, or maybe it's a day off. We just want to have a day at the hotel. Kelly will invite herself, which we love. We love that. She'll jump, she'll jump in that van. This is how, how, and- how to make friends one-on-one right here. <laughs> And she tells the group of five or four exactly where they're going, even though they have a plan already in place. Just to be clear, just because this happened once. It's happened a few times. And the mo- and, and, and we were in, where were, Kelly, where were we? We were in Manhattan Beach. And she goes, all right, guys, she gets in the van. She straps in, seatbelt on. She goes, guys, in the back seat. She's not even driving. No, guys, I we're going I was to Venice. Driving. Was I not driving? No, I think, I think Lindsay was driving. And she goes, guys, we're going to Venice. So almost three hours later, we returned to the hotel. And we have we have we have gotten caffeinated, so we did stop and get coffee. So that was checked off the list. But but three hour but but did you have a good time? <laughs> yeah, every single time. Yeah, we, yeah, we exactly. do have a good time. Exactly, we do have I, a good time. I'm curious if this person was involved in this in this oh my God. coffee did journey. Someone else, someone else would like to pop in. Oh look who it is! Uh, hi Al. You get you get in this Zoom chat, but you can't pick up my FaceTimes. Come on now, Allie Long. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Allie, what's going on, girlies? This is so exciting. Allie, uh, Sana was just star- sharing her uh, the world according to Kelly uh, stories, and that everything re- <laughs> revolves coffee wise around where she wants to go, even though she joins the party last minute. Have you ever been part of that? Always, of course I have. It's like. We just meet up in their sonnet, Sam, Lindsay, Matt, Rose, Kelly, and me. Nailing it. If there's anybody who's like, this is what we're doing, this is what's happening, it's Allie. 
<gasps> Are you it. kidding me? Wait, hold on. Hold on. It doesn't Kelly will ask me what I want to do, but she already knows what she wants to do. So somehow, no matter what I want to do, it goes back to what she wants to do. But guys, and it doesn't guys, matter because I always want to hang out with her. But guys, you're lucky. Do we always do we always have fun at the end of the day? We always have fun. Always we a good do time. Always. We We're do. always laughing. We do. It's true. Allie, it's favorite true. Kelly O'Hara yes. story. Oh my God, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Literally, there's so many. Um, but like, <laughs> we Kelly, have plenty of so time, much- Allie. <laughs> Do we? Okay, perfect. Well, um, Kelly's so intense in like everything she does, almost. <laughs> um, so one day we're sitting at the World Cup. Actually, no, we're at breakfast. Not sitting at the World Cup. We're at breakfast at the World Cup. And me and Pino are sitting across from each other. And like, we're just, we're kind of talking. It's early, but it's like me and Pino and then Kelly, like two seats down. No one was really, Kelly wasn't talking to us, but me and Pino were like kind of engaging, but we're just like chilling out. And all of a sudden we see this rapid movement, like next to us, we can't see. (laughs) We don't know what's going on. We're we're still talking, but we're like, we kind of like, are like, what's going on? We see like this, like, like, like crazy movement in the corner of our eye and then all of a sudden me and Peter like both look at the same time and Kelly's three inches away from her plate eating eating blueberries like a rapid <laughs> at rapid speed like the, it's the only way to eat blueberries just a bowl of blueberries as quickly as possible you got to find all the good ones <laughs> the only way yeah she Wait, like just shoveling them in the hard ones no you have to pick them up shoveling, individually like one at just... a time yeah like but at why? rapid speed, me and Pino just start dying laughing because we're like, you're so intense all the time. It's so funny. We love you so much. <laughs> like defender intense, going hard at breakfast, picking blueberries, going hard. Sonic, I mean, you weren't there, but you know. No, but I've seen her do it like Sal. She's like, sho- she's like shoveling it quick, like just like quick, 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 and she's like done. Like I win. It's it's always a competition. Done. Like I yeah. I won lunch. Yeah. I won lunch. I won breakfast. Yeah. I ate it the fastest. That's not true. I won the best. I'm just I, a fast I eater. I picked the best blueberries, but it just makes me love you so much more because it's like so true to you. I love you too, and you I've never seen it before in my life. The dumbest things. The Try best it, things. Quick blueberry eating. Rapid blueberry. Boom boom. Eating. Yeah. Kelly rated herself on a scale from one to one hundred. Ninety nine point nine percent super competitive. Is there an instance where Kelly's competitiveness goes off the field as well when maybe it wasn't totally necessary besides blueberries? Um, Crosswords. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we do do crossword challenges. I cannot write in something that could potentially be wrong on her crossword. Okay, but here's the thing. Do you want to know how Allie does crosswords? We like our own. Allie does crosswords like this. She'll, She'll see the clue. And she'll be like, it'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like something in the sky. And she'll be like, sky. Don't worry. Do you want me to read you one? Something. I got one. Like, and I'll... she just goes off on these random tangents. And so- sometimes, most of the time, actually gets I, it right, eventually it. comes back around to it. It's the oddest thing, but she's, she's the most eccentric Wait. crossword puzzle doer I've ever met. It's called stepping outside of the box. Yes, exactly. That's what like Kelly and Alex are in the box. I try to explain it like this. Like this is the box. This is where Kelly and Alex are and they're like, it has to be this. It has to be this. 
has to be this. And then there's me who comes in and I'm like, it rhymes with dime. It rhymes with time. It's cool. And like, and all of a sudden I got it. And then we get it. And they're like, holy shit, how'd you get that? Sorry. Speaking of your fellow crossworder, someone else would like to pop in here. Speaking oh, of. Oh, dear. Oh, I wonder who that could be. Hmm. Oh, dear. Oh, we've got, Hello. A, we've got a Charlie. I hear Charlie. <laughs> She's in the back. This is the making time. <laughs> make it time. Alex Morgan, everyone. It's late over there, Al. You gotta get to bed. Hey, it's not late. Servando's cooking dinner. Charlie has her naked time, and I get to hang out with my friends. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! We were just talking Are we wearing about matching you and crosswords, Alex. Your favorite oh, Kelly yeah? O'Hara story, please. My favorite Kelly O'Hara story? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Um, what is my favorite Kelly story? Put on the spot. I know. Seriously, I am put on the spot. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I I feel like me and Kelly are just always waiting on Al. Exactly. To get in the car. It always <laughs> takes, like, 20 minutes. And we're sitting there, like, should we go? And Kelly's like, let's just wait. And I'm like, no, we're going. And Kelly's I like, am. no, let's just wait. I am always the one. I'll be, I'll be in the car, right? I'm in the, I'm in the team van. I'm in the team van. In the driver's seat. Alex gets in. She's ready to go. Wait, you and drive like, yourself to practices? No, this is, like, to go Alex get reserves a van. When oh. I don't go with the little girls. The little ones. Yeah. But, but Alex will get in. I'll have been, you know, get the van, whatever. And then... Allie isn't there. We'll text her. We'll call her. No answer. No response. Five minutes go by. Not even. Alex will be like, we're, we're leaving. Can she I let you guys? Lesson. She needs to learn a lesson. And I'm like, Alex, <laughs> we just have to wait. We need to give her time. But wait, I'm not done with, wait, hold on. But my other, it's not one story, but it's a theme is when we have dinner on our own or whatever it is, Kelly's like, set on doing something like whether she wants to go to chipotle or like somewhere this, she thank she you literally thank you is like i'll be like what do you want to do kel do you want to go here do you want to go there and she's like well i'm going here so if you want to go to dinner like i'm going to dinner here so if you want to come with me you can but if not i'm still going there and i'm like okay i start to choose between doing what you want and eating whatever you want or or i'm eating by myself did I not say that if you didn't choose to I go said with that. Me, then I would eat on my on my own too no that's the thing you can I'll, I'll go on my own <laughs> Kelly we're not we love it we want to do it you want to do it it's okay but Alex have I ever led you astray no like I mean obviously you always choose great places but I mean it's like theme. your way or the highway theme there's a theme <laughs> Good times, good food. Al, I said Did that Allie just before. Good times, thing? good food. Yeah. That's the Kelly way right there. Uh, at least, Kelly, the Kelly way, to your point, is it's fun. It's the best. It's yeah, a good sure. time. It's a good time. We have, a, we have a good time. Because we know there are people in our lives who want it their way all the time. And it is not fun, right? And you're like, okay, I'm done that. I'm done with That's that. That's true. But right. those type of people, you just don't, you stop going with them. Yeah, you're like, nope. That's Good. on you if you keep going with the, yeah. with the lame people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Along with Kelly always bringing a good time, what would you say her best quality is as a friend? Oh. Mm. You tell her a secret, she's a vault. Mm. She's loyal to a T. Oh, that, that is good. I am, loyal to a T. I am a secret keeper. I can you tell me something. It's going in here and it's not leaving. 
that's huge. I think you can always have like a really good conversation with Kel. Like she's always like thinking I, realistically about something. So I feel like if there's ever some, like someone I need to talk to, I feel like she'll always bring up the like things that I'm not thinking about. She's pretty like logical. Play, yeah, play she's, she's very honest, very honest, very honest. <laughs> yeah, too honest. Also, definitely too too honest. honest. Well, that's all of those are kind of nice guys. No, I'm just kidding. Those are nice. Love you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> honest is good. We love you. I, I, I sense another good. theme of um, <clears throat> intensity. We talked about her mentality earlier on in the competitive side, but just that it spills into to real life, which is a good thing and, and not surprising, honestly, Kel, as I was saying before, that's what I see in you. I like, I love that, like, <laughs> that fire. I, yeah. I try to, yeah, I'm a little crazy, but I'm like a teddy bear most of the time too. Oh my goodness. Oh God. Charlie Peter self. Oh no. And she's naked. <laughs> she's naked. It happens every night. On the carpet or on the hardwood? No, it's on the hardwood. So it's fine. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Very easy clean up there. Yeah. She, she did go the other day. Um, not pee though. So that was fun. Oh no. Not pee. Oh yeah, that is always fun. Yeah, turned away for one second. She was sticking her hand right in there, going oh, to test you posted, the water. You posted this picture with you holding her in your arms, Alex, on Instagram recently. That Izzy, my thirteen-year-old, was like, "Look at how cute Charlie is, so smiley and just like chilling." Oh, she really is so smiley and like she loves to be scared like it's hilarious I mean you guys saw videos and Kelly was her bestie at camp literally Charlie is the happiest baby she is so good Aww. okay can I tell a Charlie story because we're I don't want to tell any more Kelly stories Charlie does this thing where she she won't cry she just gets like huffy and puffy and she'll go she makes this <laughs> and like just like blows out of her nose like really quickly back and forth and it's the cutest baby thing I've ever seen any baby do and it's so funny because she doesn't cry she just she'll be like agitated and she'll do this little thing and it's so funny because I can see Alex when she does it <laughs> that's an Kelly she literally from you like putting her up at the mirror at mealtimes at camp she we I have like this mirror at home and you, she can only see herself if she stands up because it's kind of like it's a little higher than like whatever knee height and so she has to, you could hear her in the back but she now she stands up and she loves to see herself and loves to like see me in the mirror oh and she learned that from you at camp so did. I taught her her reflection <laughs> I taught her her reflection. Doesn't it add such a wonderful it, dimension, though, to have kids at camp? Like Joy's oh kids all the time and Carla's kids. Like it was just this. I, I loved that. It's having, so fun. And yeah. honestly, again, want to love on you, Al. Seeing Alex as a mom is oh. so cool. And like seeing one of your best friends start this new chapter and be so good at it. Like Alex is the chillest mom. And I did not expect that from her. I thought she'd be like a little bit more uptight or like high strung. She's so chill. She's just like, yeah, but I mean, Charlie's a great. Thanks baby. Cal. This yeah. is not my podcast. No, this but I want yours. people to know that. I want people to know that you're the best. I could see boss. Alex smashing it. She is she's crushing. Like it's like nothing's changed. Nothing, nothing 
it's like it's not even like she even had a baby probably yeah she has she has a baby <laughs> yeah. but it's like nothing's changed she just is unfazed and is still crushing and doesn't let anything bother her i'm like what i would be well, stressed have Charlie crying and yelling, and she's like, "Where's my bath time? <laughs> this is my time, Mom." Obey Cal, I love you, and um, love you I'm so happy, Al and Son. I got to see you too, and Jules. And this is an awesome little podcast. And thank you, Julie, for thinking of this. And right. Kel, have a great time on your podcast. Y'all are cute. Alex, pictures. bath time. Love ya. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye. darling. Hey, uh, Al and Sonnet, thanks for popping in and surprise Zoom bombing Kelly. She did that to me on a on a show recently. <laughs> Is that yeah. where you got this from? Yeah. <laughs> Summer, oh Summer Sanders was interviewing me and then all of a sudden Summer was like, oh, stand by. Someone wanted to say hi. And it was oh, like, ah, funny. there's Kelly. A little surprise Zoom bomb. So we thought, you... we thought we'd not just do one, two. We do I love three. that. That was great. Love you guys. Thanks for, you know, telling all my secrets. Wouldn't have missed it. Wouldn't have missed it for the world. I will stop anything to tell the Kelly story. I love too that the sisterhood is strong with the women's national team when I see it and see just the joy of like being brought together even for small moments like this. It's everything. So still um, going strong, Jules. Yeah, I love it. It's a yeah. special group. Thanks for coming on, guys. Love you both very always, much. Always, Kelly. Thank you we'll so always, Kelly. Always share stories. Hey, don't worry. I'll have um good places picked out next time I see you guys, okay? Sure, sure, sure. Cool. I'll make the plans. Don't worry. We love you, Kelly. World according to Kelly. Love y'all. That should be your new podcast name. Guys, that was cute. But also I'm like blushing, but also slightly embarrassed for them telling that I, it's my way or the highway, which that is not true. That's not true. Alex is very set in her ways as well. I think she just tells that just so that you can counteract when she's like we're leaving we're leaving Allie and we're going here and I'm like yes ma'am yes ma'am we will get there oh god so good well, there are uh, a few secrets that I have that if you wouldn't mind maybe after the podcast I can sometimes somebody will be like I'm going to tell you a secret I'm like am I going to be able to handle this because I will keep it and if it's going to weigh on me too much I don't want to know it but I will if you need me to know it that's what I, I will sometimes tell people that Kel last thing we do on the pod all right High, low, cheer, high of your career, low of your career, and the cheers for someone you're grateful for. Who's helped you along the way? Wow. Ooh. Um, all right. High of my career, winning World Cups. Multiple. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> um, More than Olympics? Um, it's hard because now I've won two World Cups. And I've only won one Olympic. So I would say winning international tournaments. Just winning. Yeah, winning. Winning in life. Um, ooh, low. Yeah. Low of my career. I've had a lot of lows, sadly. Um, but like lowest of low. Man. Probably. Oh, I have so many. I, maybe um, during 2015 World Cup when I wasn't playing, I was pretty pretty low. But I tried to. That's probably one of the hardest parts of my moments of my career. But I tried to keep it to myself and just figure out how to get back on the field, and eventually did. But yeah, that was that was pretty rough because I was like, oh man, I'm at 
I sh- I'm at the high of my career. Like I'm at a world cup, but I'm not playing. So it's really, is this really a high? And it wasn't, it was low. Um, so I'd say, that, yeah, that high. was 2015. You said, right. Mm-hmm, but then you did play in the, was it the semifinal on Quarter, started the quarterfinals. Yeah. And that was the first time I stepped on the field, that whole world cup. And I was like, Jill, really? Like, we're just going to start me. And I haven't even subbed into a game. Okay. Um, and at outside mid, uh, as opposed to outside back. Um, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, then started and then got in the semis scored in the semis and then got into the finals as well, which was just like total turnaround from what the beginning of that tournament looked like for me. Um, and then a cheers. Ooh. I'm going to cheers um paul ratcliffe shout out to paul ratcliffe oh right on coach since you know we talked about that at the beginning lots of stanford card up in the uh, national team and i just feel like he had played such an instrumental role in my career and Mm -hmm. i can i know that he's doing that the, the same way for all these other um players coming up and the fact that he's built the stanford program into what it is and is now kind of like this you know, breeding ground for national team talent. It's pretty cool. So I'm going to cheers, Paul, Paul Ratcliffe. Paul Ratcliffe. Yes. I love it. I love yes. it. Yeah. It's like coming full circle. Exactly. That's how we started the pod, isn't it? We started yeah, with- exactly. It's perfect. That was awesome. Thanks, my dear. I love to see all that you're doing. I hope you stay in this media world. You're really good at it. Right. We'll see. We'll Come see. start Natural. calling games. Right. I'll, I'll happily like- say, go, go ahead get in there. I like asking people questions as opposed to being asked questions, if I'm being honest. So I guess it, yeah, if I can continue to be the one asking the questions. Yeah, I agree. It's fun. Well, thank you for taking all this time to answer our questions. It was a lot of fun. No problem, guys. Um, Love what you guys are doing. Love this podcast. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on. By the and way, bringing all my friends in. This was the third time you've been on. We had World Cup Champs Week where we were in yep. the bathroom today. And then you also were a phone a friend for <laughs> Ashlyn Harris. We usually play a game during oh, yeah. the podcast, but in lieu of the game today, we thought we'd do a lot of Zoom bombs. I love it. That's and funny. That, yeah, that's actually one of the highlights of, of our entire podcast. It was, a, it was a question on about The Bachelorette. It was. And I wasn't and you, that she won because I, I yeah. knew answer yeah you got it yeah i mean i have the right answer to tell more embarrassing stories i love i am a bachelor bachelorette fan so typically know the drums going on there you and me both admittedly i have fallen off in the last couple of seasons did you watch this last season i watched the beginning of the claire Mm-hmm. I don't want to say fiasco, happy ending. <laughs> um, yeah. So, cause I needed to know what happened. Cause obviously that was like what all the chatter was about beforehand. Same. Um, and I started to walk, watch Tasha's, and I love her as the bachelorette. Um, but I, I haven't um, caught up because my girlfriend hates it. So she's like, <laughs> we, that I have to watch it on my own time. Um, yes, so Cam. I need- Yes, exactly. I need to, I need to get caught up and I have been very busy. So when I have some time during the day, maybe in the next week or two, I'll catch up. All of that is like Greek to me. What you just said, all the stuff. I was like, what are you talking about? It's just, it's like, I don't really, I don't watch, I'm on my computer. You know, I don't watch it like in 
intently and I really don't watch it. I watch it more for all the backstories that happen off the screen and, you know, the, the, the gossip in the media and the whatever news or whatever. Um, and it's just mm. funny. It's like, mm, I think part of the fun of watching it is talking about it. It's like a sport. It's like watching a game. Yes, exactly. And Lynn, did you, when you watched the Claire part, did mm-hmm. you, um, so this was, I also cheat and I always look to see who wins. And like, I just read all the spoilers. Cause I kind of- Reality, want, Steve? Yeah, I want to know what happens. So while I'm watching it, I can be like, ooh, this person's lying or ooh, this person's faking. or like, ooh, this person's, you know, in it for the wrong reasons. And, but the Claire thing, I didn't know if, what's his face? What's the guy's name that she ended up with? Dale. Um, Dale, yeah. If he <laughs> proposed. And so I was watching that episode being like oh my god this is so stressful i feel i'm gonna feel so i was emotionally distraught during the whole thing because i didn't know the outcome and i usually do and i was like was it more fun not knowing the outcome or knowing the outcome but thankfully they had a happy ending so anyway that's how i watch it that's what i do (laughs) i'm trying to Julie can't take this I cannot take it and then the best part I just remembered was Ash Ashlyn saying to you I apologize for making fun of you for years for watching that show exactly no she she may yeah what but I feel like she maybe watched it or something and was like oh no actually yeah it's bad there's a couple of us you know I got into it because of a rod a rod was like the biggest oh, batch Amy fan Rodriguez. and we watched it on trip so too. It like, huh yeah it was gosh odd. i think this is a spinoff podcast national team members talking bachelor bachelorette right and this is the producer mind working here so there just throwing go. that out there yeah no spitballing no ain't gonna happen who knows if there's a lot of intersection between uswnt and batch fans but there might be well there has to be oh more. i think there's a huge crossover maybe i think we're on to something Are we onto something, Lynn? I don't know if the two of us are onto something, but I think Kelly and I are onto something. <laughs> yeah, you you can have that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out of this one. You do not know what you're missing, and I, I don't know where this judgment comes from. <laughs> do I not know what I'm missing? I'm kind of with Ashlyn, where I'm like, okay. What are we doing spending this much time? What? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I've tried. Mind you, I will admit I haven't tried that hard, but I have tried to sit down and watch one. And I, I like find myself like literally physically, viscerally like, what are we doing here? It's a spectator sport. You just have to enjoy it for what it is. It's a community as well. There are others like Kelly and I out there who do get it. Mm. And it's just fun. No, It's just fun. No, I get there's a large community. That's what really baffles me, honestly. Because it's it's prevalent. And y'all love to talk about it. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm like on the outside looking in, but I'm I'm happily there. Maybe one of these days we'll get you on the right side of this conversation. Or maybe not. Okay, takeaways, Lynn. What do you got? I'm amazed by how much you and Kelly have in common. Let's go down the list. You're both Stanford grads, uh-huh. obviously played on the national team for a long time. World Cup champs, gold medalists, very competitive. She loves donuts. 
We're podcasters. That's right. Love Zone is both podcasters. Are you the same person? Wow. Uh, that's very cool. I hadn't thought about that. All right. My takeaway is the Zoom bombs and the reaction to all of them being able to see each other and chat and share stories. It's just, you know where I'm going with this. Teammates. They're the best. Literally, as I was re-listening to this podcast episode, I just smiled out loud the entire time when we got to that part because they're they're always going to be there with you. It's the gift that keeps on giving. They laugh with you. They'll laugh at you. Uh, and it's not surprising that toast quickly turned into a roast, as it should. <laughs> What's really neat, too, is you reached out to all three players and right away they all said yes that they were in yeah yeah oh you know what i also discovered when you say you discovered that we're very similar Mm -hmm. we have the same middle name i did not know that until i was checking out her bio maureen how about that mo as they used to call me and i used to go by well lil christine lily used to call me mo when she got mad at me uh so then it became j mofo so I think we could call Kelly K-Mo-O. There you have it, Kel. Your new nickname, K-Mo-O. K-Mo-O. Someone else has a middle name of Maureen. Who? Me. What? Mm-hmm. You're a Mo too? So that would be what? L-Mo-O? L-Mo-O. K-Mo-O, J-Mo-Fo, and L-Mo-O. Oh, boom. That could be the discovery of the year. (laughs) I did not know that. It's really fun to see when things come together for you. You get very excited. Uh, Oh, my God. That's fantastic. That makes me want to cry. It's so fantastic. (laughs) Three Mo's. It's the Three Mo Show. Oh, we could have so much fun with this. How about some fun with questions permitted? Yes, please. The question today comes from at Tanya says she asks, I'm going to add this at the beginning. Would you rather have one horse-sized cinnamon roll or 100 duck-sized cinnamon rolls? (laughs) Oh, good question, Tanya. I'm going to go... And I'm going to guess that you're going to know this answer. Then, by the way, I cut my donuts into pieces. Uh, 100 duck-sized cinnamon rolls, because then don't feel so bad about eating the one horse-sized cinnamon roll that it's equivalent to. And I can share with friends. So I wasn't sure where you were going to land with this. Yeah, I'm always for breaking things up so that you feel better about it when you eat it all. I like also that you're thinking about sharing. Sharing is caring. A reminder to our listeners, please tell a friend, a stranger, neighbor, crazy uncle, animal, anyone else, socially distanced, of course, about the podcast. And then if you would please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on our Apple podcast page about how much you love us or don't, that's fine too. We get it. Because we love watching our dope village continue to grow. And we also hope you'll support our sponsors as well. Ally Bank and Dick's Sporting Goods. 
We love them. And thank you to Kate Diaz for our incredible theme music. And as always, kids, remember, sing it with us. Laughter Laughter permitted. permitted. It's the only way to eat blueberries. Hey there, Dope Village. I wanted to remind you about the best NFL podcast around. The Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny. Every week, the brilliant Mina Kimes tackles the biggest NFL topics with precise analysis and, of course, signature wit. You can find the Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny, that's her dog, by the way, wherever you get your podcasts. Check it out.